Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to the EFC podcast. My name is Pastor Jay Milner, and I will be your speaker for the next few minutes. I want you to just sit back, relax, put on your headphones, kick up your feet, grab a couple of hot chocolate, or even grab a cup of tea. We're just going to have a quick conversation for the next few moments. I just want to encourage you and give you a little bit of strength to help you make it to understand that at the end of the day, Jesus is the way, Jesus is Lord, Jesus is King. I want to start this message off by asking you a question. And I really want you to take out some time to really think about this. Do you have room for the promise? Do you have room for the promise? Now, before I get too deep off in this, and I promise you I won't keep you long, (laughs) you're probably thinking all pastors say that, but I promise you I will not keep you long. But I want you to draw your attention to the Gospel of St. Luke chapter number two, verses one through seven. Now, I'm not going to read this line by line. You can go ahead and read this, okay? Right now, if you like, or when you get a free moment, go ahead and read over that. But I promise to stay within context, okay? But do you have room for the promise? I know when you hear that word promise, you probably started thinking about maybe some people in the past that made promises to you. Maybe they didn't keep their promises. It can probably be with a friendship, even a marriage, maybe on your job. No matter where the promise came from, I'm sure we can all think about at some point in our lives, someone made a promise to us And they did not keep that promise. Now, we're only human. Go ahead and admit it. When that person or place or whatever, when that promise was made and those people did not fulfill or keep that promise to you, be honest. Maybe it threw you off a little bit. Maybe it made you upset. Maybe it made you think about or question the situation that you are in with that relationship or with that job. We're all human. And I understand. And I know that if someone breaks their promise, it is heartbreaking and it hurts us a lot of times. Now, I want you to think about this. If the promises that someone makes to us, if that is important to us, How do you suspect God feels about the promises that he makes towards us? God has made so many promises. If you go through the Bible, the Bible is basically a collection of promises, a covenant that God has made to his people and the people being us. But it's important for us to first, when God makes the promise to us, We have to treat that promise seriously. We have to believe that promise. We have to hold on tight to that promise. And we have to live our lives with an expectancy 
of that promise. I know I'm right about it because when some people make some promises to me, I don't know about you. I expect it for that person to fall through. God is making promises to us, but God is asking us these promises that I have made to you. Do you believe it? We have to really dive into this because if we look at our text, we are actually witnessing the birth of a promise. Jesus was the promise to mankind. We're actually in the driver's seat of seeing firsthand a promise being delivered. Now, before we even get to the delivery of that promise, we have to first understand how this promise came about. The world had fallen into sin. The world needed saving. The world needed a savior as an atonement for our sins. And that savior being Jesus had to come into play. And we are actually seeing the baby Jesus, the Jesus that is just about to be born. But we have to fix our belief because we can't even discuss and talk about the manifested promise. We have to first believe where that promise came from in the first place. A lot of you out there, you might have a problem if I told you that by way of the Holy Spirit, Mary could see Jesus. So our savior was born out of faith. What am I saying to you right now? Out of faith, will your promise be birthed? It's going to be hard for us to get our promise if we don't understand and believe who blessing us in the first place. Our promises that God made to us so long ago, it is in developmental mode. It has not yet manifested itself, but it is on the way. So what we have to do right now at this point, we have to make sure that we have room for our promise. And in order for us to have room for our promise, we have to first believe where our promises are coming from. If we're not careful, we will start believing that our promises and our blessings are coming from our relationships. We will start believing that our blessings are coming from our nine to five. Although the Bible said, if a man don't work, a man can't eat. So in unison with God providing by way of these different things in our lives, our promises and our needs are being met. Because we got to understand that our promises, although we are not walking in our promises now, our promises are on the way. But we have to understand what season that we are in and where we are going. So as we look at the text, I want you to look at this because it's something that Mary and Joseph actually had to wrestle with. And the world that they are living in is crazy right here in the text. The same way is crazy right now in the world that we are living in. So just let's let's just kind of skim through the text here. And as I take you through this, I want you to think about the world that we're living in today. I want you to look at verse number one. Verse number one talks about, here's this decree from Caesar Augustus, that the whole world shall be taxed, right? That, that sounds like the world that we're living in, right? And then you drop over here to verse number two, you see again, it's talking about taxing and it's talking about Serenius, 
the governor of Syria. See, you're seeing a bunch of stuff. You're seeing taxes and politics. You're seeing a lot of stuff that's happening right now. And if you keep going, you see in verse number four, you see Galilee. You see the city of Nazareth. You see the city of David. You see Bethlehem. So verse number five, you see taxes again. You see a wife. You see a child. Now you see verse number six. Now you see that the child is getting ready to be born. That promise is getting ready to be born. Verse number seven, and you see that she brought forth a son. She swaddled him in clothes inside of a manger and there wasn't room for him in the end. There was no room for the promise. There was no room for Jesus. And can't we look at our lives right there? We can look at our lives and say, I know that this promise is coming, but I got so many people that's breathing down my neck. I got bills breathing down my neck. I got friends talking about me. I got people turning their backs on me. I done lost my job, Pastor Jay. I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. I don't know what we're going to do this week, but I just want to encourage you that the promise is coming. All you have to do is just get through this night, get through this tough part in your life and just make sure that there is room. The Bible says that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So all you have to do is make up your bed, clean everything up, make sure everything looks good because promise is coming to your house. Promise is literally going to come knocking on your door. The same way that Mary and Jesus was knocking on the door at the end and there wasn't any room. I'm telling you today, since we are sitting on this side of the Bible, I'm just asking you to make sure that there is room for your promise because it is coming. Your financial blessing is coming. That health that you might have been struggling with over the past few years, that breakthrough is coming. The breakthrough is coming through in your marriage. The breakthrough is coming through on your job. But I just want you to just hang in there and make sure that you can keep the promise safe when it arrives. Because what happens a lot of times, a lot of times we pray, God, I just need more. I need I, God. I need a car. And God gives us the car and we mismanage and we can't hold on to it. God gives us the money that we need. And when we finally get that money, we mismanage it and it's all gone. Or God gives us a healing inside of our body. But as soon as God heals us, we start back drinking. We start back smoking. As soon as God renews our spirit, we start back cussing. We start back being with people we ain't got no business being with. So what I'm telling you today is just clean up your house and make sure that you have room for the promise. Make sure that you have room for Jesus. And I promise you that you will make it. We will get through this. I know it's tough times. We don't know the left from the right, the up from the down. We don't know what the day, the, the week might hold. But I'm asking you to put your hands in God's hands. Put your hands in God's hands and make sure that your focus stays put on the promise. Think about Mary and Joseph. Look at everything that they went through just to get to the promise. Could you imagine if Mary and Joseph did not truly believe that the promise, Jesus, 
did not come from God, that could have been destructive to their faith. So now if you remove their faith out of the equation, if you move the promise out of the equation, guess what you're stuck with? You're just stuck with the taxes. You are just stuck with Caesar Augustus. You are just stuck with Serenius, the governor of Syria. You are just stuck with the politicians that's in Nazareth. You are just stuck with those things and those people. So there is no way out. There is nothing but loneliness if you remove faith and belief from this text. It's important that we look at the amount of faith that Joseph and Mary had. Look at the faith that Joseph had in God, considering he manned up and took care of a child that didn't even belong to him. Imagine Mary in this position where she has been overcome by the Holy Spirit to bless her with somebody like Jesus and for her to woman up even when they knocked on the door and they said, I'm sorry, there's no way for Jesus. We don't have any place for this baby to be. But look at Mary with her audacity. Look at Mary. Look at her child. Wrap them up in swaddling clothes, picked him up and loved on him and hugged on him and laid him inside of a manger and still loved him the same. They love their promise. They cherish their promise regardless of what they had to go through, regardless of what they had to pay, regardless of what they had to endure in order to give birth to this promise. So, ladies and gentlemen, your promise is coming. You just have to get through this. You have to fight through it. You have to struggle through it. You got to pray through it. And I promise you that your breakthrough is on the way. Go home. Clean up. Make room for your promise. And I promise you, God will never leave you or forsake you. God bless you. After all that I've been through, who on earth can I turn to? I look to you. I look to you. After all, my strength is gone. In you, I can be strong. I look to you. Oh